Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from today's epistle in Galatians chapter 3. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. This is God's word. The people of God look differently from other people. Sometimes, even physically. That is, after all, what the covenant of circumcision was about. It made one, particularly a male Israelite or one of an Israelite household, physically different. And there were lots of ways in which God's people were different from the foods they were commanded to eat and those they were commanded to not eat, the sacrifices they were to perform, the rituals of cleansing in which they were to take part at certain times in their lives. And then, of course, circumcision. Today, of course, is... New Year's Day, that's what seems most significant to us, but it is also the eighth day of Christmas. The eighth day we as the church mark of the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is not insignificant that little short gospel reading of one verse It is incredibly meaningful. At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was given the name Jesus, the name commanded by the angel. This covenant of circumcision has its roots with Abraham. Back in Genesis chapter 17, God, the Lord God had promised Abraham that he would be the father of a multitude of nations. And then he would go on in chapter 17 to say, This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether born in your house or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring... Both he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. So shall my covenant in your flesh be an everlasting covenant. Circumcision was literally a physical mark that a male was one of God's people, one of Abraham's offspring. And if parents and grandparents, this invites 
questions from your children to learn more about circumcision, you're welcome. Have fun with that. But it is significant. Because that which received a physical mark among the males of Abraham's line was that by which the promise would be fulfilled. By which Abraham would have offspring, as Paul mentions. Actually, the better word in our epistle from Galatians is Abraham's seed. Those who come from Abraham through his male descendants fulfill a promise made to him that he would be the father of a multitude of peoples, of a great nation. Jesus, of course, was in that line of descendants. Circumcised on the eighth day and given his name Jesus, which means he will save his people from their sins. Now we know that Jesus saves us from our sins by suffering and bleeding and dying for us on the cross. And yet he also does it in the bleeding that happens in his circumcision, where he sheds blood to fulfill the law of God, to fulfill the command made to Abraham, that there would be offspring for Abraham. Jesus fulfills it, not just for himself, but for you and me. You see, we are free from that law of circumcision, that law of resisting certain foods, that law of offering sacrifices, that law of rituals of cleanliness. For Christ has fulfilled it in our stead, done what was required of us. As Paul calls that law, it was our guardian. It was the mode of operation for God with his people until Christ should come. So you are no longer bound by laws of circumcision, foods, cleanliness, or sacrifices. The law of faith is what saves you. Faith in the one who fulfilled it all on your behalf. You may not be able or may not be required to keep the ritual laws. Christ did that for you. You are, however, still called to be different. And Paul makes that clear. Those of you who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is not a woke Jesus somehow eliminating the distinctions between races and peoples and genders. What Jesus is talking about is that identity which is above all other identities. You are Abraham's offspring. You are heirs according to the promise. You have an inheritance because you are one of Abraham's children, one of his offspring, one of his seed, because you're baptized into Christ. That is your family. I don't think we grasp how important that is. I'm going to give you an example. 
Those of you who are members of this congregation, as you gather around with everyone and look around the congregation, do you know everyone's name? There might be someone here who's here visiting or someone who doesn't come very regularly. Understandable. Do you know everyone's name? Why not? That's shameful. This is your family. We are offspring together of Abraham. Now, people will say to me, Pastor, you're good with names. That's garbage. My memory is getting shot. You know why I remember names? Because I ask them over and over and over until I remember it. And yeah, sure, there's an element of that. I mean, that's my job as the pastor to know the people. Why is that just my job? If we are indeed offspring of Abraham, then we are brothers and sisters. We are family. How can we even begin to bear with one another's burdens, suffer with one another, rejoice with one another, when we don't even know who everyone is? Something he said about grabbing a cup of coffee before the service or after the service, actually talking to the people who worship with you. Because they're not just people always share something in common. They are family. A theme I have been emphasizing, and I just feel the need for us to come back to over and over. We are family. We act different. We think different. We talk different. And moreover, other than just knowing everyone, we should actually be family with them. Know what they're going through, know their pain, know their hurt, and bear with them in those things. We, together, are heirs. Heirs according to the promise that Christ has established and made possible for us by his suffering, his dying, his bleeding that began even at his circumcision. The blood he shed, he shed to make us heirs of a kingdom, of a place where grace and mercy and peace reign and rule. There are a lot of offspring of Abraham, especially in Christ, all those who are in Christ. The Lord God told him his descendants would be like the stars of the heavens, the sands of the seashore. You don't need to wait until eternity to get to know your fellow offspring of Abraham, your fellow heirs of the kingdom. You can do that now. You share something incredibly profound with those who are with you this morning. That you're all part of the same family. The family above all families with the father, Abraham, 
of all of us, but the Father above all fathers, the Lord God, Heavenly Father, and his Son, Christ, our brother, reigning and ruling in that kingdom. You're made part of that family in your baptism, as Camila was made part of that family today. We put on Christ. We look different. We act different. Different than the world expects us to. Valuing different things than the world values. We are different. With a love and care and compassion that we receive first from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That we in turn then share with one another. Don't deny the importance of that love and care. That you have first received And now in turn, share. God, aid you and grant you strength to love and be loved as fellow heirs of God's kingdom, Abraham's offspring. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.